Somebody, a podcast where we listen to the stories of others. My name's Joey, and I'm joined here by Katie. How's it going, Katie? Hi, Joey. I'm doing so good today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I was really excited when you said you wanted to be on because um, you live a, uh, a very interesting life uh, opposite of mine. Um, <laughs> you, you, uh, well, you live in Chicago, so you want to tell people like where you're from? Well, obviously Chicago, but uh, what you do and all that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I currently live downtown Chicago. I'm from a small town called Whiting, Indiana. Um, and I've lived in Chicago now for the last uh, almost five years. And I am currently a sales rep. So super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you. I am not a um, going out or social human being, but you are an extremely social person. Uh, you like to go out and you like to go experience other people. And that's really, really cool. Um, it's the, do you, so like, what's it like living in Chicago right now? Um, I would say it's totally just the most sad thing in the world because <laughs> you, you move to like a big city, have big city dreams. And, you know, I, I lived that life for a while, but now, unfortunately, because of COVID, um, everything's pretty much closed down. What I will say is it's amazing to see these small businesses doing whatever they can to to make their their shit work. Like so yeah. all these all these restaurants that are owned by, you know, families and they they've they've bought like all of these outdoor igloos where people can eat outside, which there's so many politics that go into like COVID. Like I don't know the difference between like sitting outside in an igloo and sitting mm -hmm. inside. You know how that goes, right? Yeah, but it's like yeah. but it's so amazing to see people like really, really trying and um hopefully, you know, things things go back to normal soon because I definitely miss my my social life. Yeah, yeah. No, it's things are hopefully uh coming back to, to being normal right around the corner here, fingers crossed, but they also told us, told us that in March. So we're, we'll see how things go. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, until then, um, I think we can, we can jump into the story that you want to tell today, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to tell a story about where I am in my career and how I got here. And just, um, I guess like the series of events that, you know, ended in where I am currently. Um, I think it's a story that is not relatable to a lot of people, but I think it could be really inspiring to a lot of people because, um, you know, everybody is going through a time where they've either lost their job or maybe th their company isn't doing as well as they were before because of COVID. COVID's affected all of us um, in one way or another. So, really just wanting to show people that uh, you do not need a college degree to uh, have a great have a great position. And um, yeah, I guess let me just get started. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. So um, back in 2013, I decided after I graduated high school, I wanted to go to beauty school. Um, doing hair, makeup, all the everything beauty has always been something I've been super passionate about. And it just seemed like a like an obvious thing for me to do. And it was only a year of my life. So I'm like, whatever, if I don't end up doing it or using it, um, at least I have it in my back pocket should something crazy happen, right? right. Um, so anyway, so went to beauty school, ended up totally falling in love with with my with my career choice I was lucky enough to get a ton of experience um, I worked at a few different salons and you know ultimately after a few years of just totally busting my ass I was realizing that like I was putting forth so much effort and you know I was pretty you know not to toot my own horn but I was pretty talented at what I was doing and I recognized that um, but I wasn't like making the kind of money that I wanted to make and 
also I was working these crazy hours. Like, I mean, any stylists that are listening to this know, like your, your client's schedule, like that's your schedule. So if, if you have to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, well, that's what you have to do. Um, and it's like, it, it just became this like thing where I was this social person and I wanted to have my own life and I wanted to like travel and I wanted to do all these things. But I was like, how can I do that when I don't have money? And I literally have no time to travel. So I started getting kind of sad and I was just was like, this isn't fun. Like I, I love what I'm doing, but I just don't love how I'm doing it. And I just needed, I needed to change it. And so a few things happened in my life. I was um, I was living with my boyfriend at the time, actually, by you guys in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, unfortunately, things ended for us, and I ended up moving back to Chicago. Um, and I really had like a chance to have like a fresh start. So I was like, "What do I do?" Um, so in the meantime, while I'm looking, I actually got an offer to work at the salon, and it was seemed like a good gig. Like it seemed like. Um, they checked out my boxes. They had like good aesthetics. Like, uh, I liked, I liked the way like the, I guess like the team was, it was very small and it was mainly like I'd be running my own business. And I'm like, well, this sounds great. Like, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted to make my own hours and I wanted to have more like, you know, control over, you know, my, my finances. And so I started working for the salon and, um, you know, at first it seemed really great, but unfortunately things kind of, you know, took a turn for the worst. Um, uh, the, the person that was running the salon ended up, um, not really fulfilling what she said she was going to do for me, um, when I first started working with her and it got to a point where I was making less money than I was making in high school working like a part-time job. And that sounds crazy, right? Like at this point in time, I'm a 25-year-old girl and I'm making less than I was making like almost in high school. And I was living in Chicago at the point and I was trying to pay for rent. I had emptied my savings trying to afford my apartment, um, was in crippling credit card debt, like just because Mm -hmm. I was trying to keep up with the lifestyle that I had but just couldn't because of this financial situation that I was in now with this salon. So, you know, I kept trying to push through for like a little while longer, but at some point you gotta, you gotta say no and you gotta like figure out what's going, what's going wrong in life and really in your current situation. So, um, this one day I'm like feeling so down, I'm like, I don't even want to go to work. Like, this is so, like, unmotivating. Like, fuck this. Like, you know, everybody's been uh, been there where you're just, like, at work and you're like, ew. Like, I, do, I just need to leave. Or, like, you wake up in the morning and you're like, absolutely not. Calling off today. Can't do it. It was just one of those days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up just, like, I ended up going in. And um, this, this girl came in as my client. She was not a request. Um, it was a color client. And she, she comes in, she's like full of life. She is, she reminds me of myself. She's just a little bit older than me and we're chatting away and she ended up just like making my day so much better. Um, and you know, we're having this conversation and it's just like, we became like, we became like friends from the first time we met. Um, and after that, uh, I actually ended up leaving the salon maybe like a few weeks after that, I just quit. I said, fuck it. I'm not doing it anymore. And I remember I was thinking about this girl and I was just like, oh man, like, I don't know how I'm ever going to get in contact with her again. And, you know, all the other uh, clients that I made and all the other relationships I formed, because it's kind of like bad taste to, to go like 
find your clients on the side after you quit a salon. But I said, you know, I don't really care. Whatever. So um, some of my clients followed me on their own, and then I followed some of them. Well, then this person that I was thinking of, she reached out to me on Instagram out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so weird. I was just thinking about you and was wondering, like, how I could get in touch with you. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Katie, like, you know, you you did my hair so well. Like, I want you to continue doing it, yada, yada, yada. Um, And so I ended up just starting to freelance, and I was completely freelance for a while. Um, What that means um, basically is that I was just doing hair out of a salon on my own. Um, And so while this is happening, I'm like, okay, Katie, like, you have this flexibility now, like you are, you know, you can do this when you want to, but like, what, what's next? Like, what's really next for me? Because I knew I didn't want to do this full time forever, right? Right. So this girl, you know, I end up going to her house one time to do her hair and she was like, so what are you doing now that you quit? And I was like, well, I've just been doing this. Like, it's been great. And she's like, well, what about insurance? You're going to be turning 26, aren't you? And I was like, (laughs) I was like, yeah, (laughs) you are right about that lady. Yes, you are right. Um, And so I'm telling her like, you know what? Like I, I didn't even think about that. That's just how much of a mess my brain can be sometimes. Like didn't even didn't even consider that. Um, and she's like, you have like the best networking skills ever. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, just like talking to you. You're so easy to talk to. She's like, you're so like hardworking. I I would see you taking like two or three clients at once and you just bust your ass and like, you'd always get everything done and it would be done like perfectly. She's like, you have so many good, you know, qualities. Um, that are very similar to what I do for my work. And I was like, oh, tell me what you do. And so how this never came up, I have no idea. But she's like, oh, I'm actually the vice president of my company. And I was like, cool, that sounds big and scary. Like, tell me a little bit more. And so the company that she had, uh, that she was the vice president at um, was basically, it was a recruiting firm. So her team specifically recruited um, attorneys and paralegals. And I had no idea, like, I, when I tell you I knew jack shit about <laughs> staffing, <laughs> recruiting, legal, and none of that, I was like, yeah, way over my head. She was like, you need to come work on my team. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I want you to come be a recruiter on my team. She's like, you honestly have all of the hard skills and the soft skills, like just come join, see if you like it. If you hate it, I really don't care. You can quit, like whatever. She's like, come meet the team first, see how you feel. If you're getting good vibes, you're hired, literally you're hired. And I was like, whoa. And this is just like a whirlwind for me because I was just like, I can't go to corporate America. This is crazy. Like (laughs) not me, but at the same time, this like opportunity is just like presenting itself and it's kind of going to give me everything I've been wanting, you know, having weekends off finally so I can do fun things with my friends and um, hopefully being able to get paid more because I'm actually like, you know, assigned to a salary and not just like working my ass off for all commission. Um, So basically, uh, started working for this uh, company and you know, was actually loving it. I loved what I did. I got a promotion within the first couple months um, and was just really, really excited about about the fact that I went from having no idea what I wanted to do um, and then this opportunity just sat right in front of me and I never in a million years thought I'd want to do this. And then here it is and now I'm 
loving it and I'm doing well at it. Um, so at this point, I had pretty much put all my eggs in one basket. I had planned on staying for this company for as long as I possibly could. I had been like a little bit of like a, uh, I would say a job hopper. I, I don't know the like, you know, lack of a better like term. Yeah, I just was, yeah. I just like wasn't satisfied ever, which I feel like a lot of people can, can relate to that. Like, I feel like a lot of people are just work a job and then they're like, oh, this sucks. Like what else? There has to be something better out there. Right. Um, and there always is. It's just like, you kind of just have to like open your eyes because what ended up happening, um, Joey, are you getting COVID too? No, I'm alright. <laughs> I have COVID right now, by the yeah. way. So you know, just just you know, I hope I didn't pass it to you over over the phone, but <laughs> um, <laughs> over the web, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, working for this company for a while, like I said, had all my eggs in one basket, was committed to staying there for a while, and then COVID hit, <clears throat> and so. You know, we all transition to working from home. It's probably about a month or two into working from home and when everything starts to shut down. And my company does a round of layoffs. And it was completely unexpected. Uh, They had told us in the beginning that we didn't need to worry about that. And then all of a sudden, I have my my colleagues calling me crying, Katie, I just got laid off. And I was like, what? I, I had no idea that this, this is even a possibility because they just mm-hmm. made us feel like that wasn't going to happen. Um, so they have this round of layoffs and, you know, me and, you know, one of my really good friends on my team, we didn't get the call. So we're like, holy shit, clearly we're doing something right. Like we didn't, we didn't get laid off. So we continued on and, uh, and then what do you know, a few weeks later, I think it, I think it was maybe about three weeks later, I was in, I was literally like on my laptop, just having my, my normal morning. And I got a, a face to, uh, not a FaceTime call, a Zoom call from, um, I think it was Zoom. I honestly don't know what we were using. It doesn't really matter, but <laughs> get a, get a call nonetheless from my manager and then my vice president, the one who originally got me the job. And I see them both calling me and I'm like, oh no. Uh, it just felt like this like feeling of doom because before I even answered, I knew what the fuck was about to happen. And I was like, right. what am I going to do? At this point, I just moved into an apartment by myself for the first time. So everything was on me. And I just, I I don't know, I was terrified before I even answered. And of course, um, they were like, Katie, we're so sorry. I, this is so unexpected. We didn't have to, we didn't think we we're going to have to do two rounds of layoffs. We didn't even think we we're going to have to do one, but unfortunately, like, we just can't, we just can't keep, like, you know, X, Y, Z, just whatever the case was. Um, and I was, like, devastated. I, I just remember, like, calling my mom and my stepdad, uh, just, like, crying and calling my dad, and I'm just, like, crying to all of them, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do, like, what the <laughs> fuck, like, because I just felt lost, because I had no right. idea what direction I was going to go after that. Um, but, you know, after, after, you know, taking some time to, to cope with that tragic event, I was able to pull myself back together and I just started busting my ass networking and you hear it all the time. Like networking, it's, it's like the way to go. And people always talk about it and you go on LinkedIn and you see everyone like, you know, sharing all this shit and like, oh, like just trying to help each other out. But like Mm -hmm. literally that is the way to go every single time. I ended up like interviewing for probably 
I would say close to six companies. Um, most of them were were recruiting firms, but I kind of realized throughout the process that I just hated uh, the the culture of of staffing firms. Like it's just a it's just like people step on each other. It's kind of ugly. It, it can get it just people play dirty, and like I just don't yeah. do that. Like I I don't have time for that. Like I want to help people. I like I want to be motivated, but I don't want to be motivated by like. I don't know. I didn't want to be motivated by like the person next to me, I guess, which sounds kind of stupid, but like, I don't like the kind of environment it is when you're competing with the person sitting right next to you. You know what I mean? It just wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I, I'm like too nice for that, I guess, but, (laughs) um, or maybe just like a huge, uh, uh, puss. But anyway, so, (laughs) um, so I ended up, um, seeing this job and this is like the whole I guess like exciting turning point of the story um if anyone's not asleep yet but (laughs) (laughs) I was on LinkedIn and I saw this random guy post um sales role in health and wellness um up to however many K a year, like, uh, please email me to apply. And I, I had no idea who this guy was. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like I, I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to send this guy my resume. I don't know who this is. Um, and I don't even know what that means. What does health and wellness sales mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, who cares at this point? Like I said, it is. And so I emailed this guy and he calls me back right away. And this guy is full of life. Like I have never talked on the phone with somebody and have been like, whoa, who am I talking to? He just had so much like positivity and spirit and like, just like, you can just tell he had like a general passion for life, I guess. And it was so inspiring and it was such a breath of fresh air after applying to so many jobs and being turned down or just like not thinking it was a right fit. Um, and He's talking to me a little bit about my past and like a little bit about like, you know, what I've done. He's looking at my resume. He's like, well, honestly, you don't really have sales experience. Like you have a little bit, but you they want like three to five years. Like he's just kind of like breaking it down and basically telling me like you're not qualified for this job. Right. And I was like, damn whatever. I was like, you know, it's worth a shot. And we're just now at this point on the phone bullshitting. And he's like, wait, you used to work at this company? And I was like, yeah, it was like for a short amount of time. Um, He's like, do you know so-and-so? And And I was like, yeah, I do know both of them. And he goes, oh my gosh, wait, I'm going to text this guy right now. So he texts this mutual friend that we both miraculously have. And as soon as this guy responds, he's like, Oh, I love Katie. She she's good energy, da da da. And he like said really nice things about me. And this guy came back with like, you know what? We are gonna get you this damn job. He's like, if this is the job that you want, I will do everything in my power. You're gonna get this job. And I was like, Okay, let's do it. <laughs> and so um so basically I again, put all my eggs in one basket. Um, and this position in health and wellness, essentially, uh, what the job was is it's an EAP. Um, many people have not heard of an EAP. Your company probably has one. Um, it's probably not as good as ours. Um, but anyway, (laughs) um, essentially a a way to put it in, in a way that everyone can really understand it is it's mental health insurance that's free to, um, free to employees. So when a company, um, when you get hired at a company, you're going to get your regular benefits, right? But 
we also are providing mental health insurance. So it's like you literally have access 24-7, 365 days a year to a clinician. And you can either call them, you can video chat them, you can download the app, and you can talk to them over the app. Um, And these people are licensed PhD level or master's level clinicians. And it just like – it was crazy that like all this is happening with COVID and like mental health. It's like shining a huge light on it. It's like it's companies are realizing we need to step our game up. Um, So when I realized that this, that this job was literally surrounded around mental health, I was just like, I need this job. I don't want to work anywhere else. Like I will have this job. Um, And so, you know, I did all the interviews and he, he ended up getting me a first interview and just because of like, how much I wanted it. I literally told myself in my head, like, there's, there's no other option for me. Like I, I will have this job. And it's just like, I don't know how, you know, how you feel about like manifesting and stuff. And this is like a whole other conversation. Right. But Mm -hmm. I truly believe that like, if you, if you really work with the universe and like you put out there like emotionally and like write it down, like what you want in life, like, I really think that you're going to get it back. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I ended up like getting to the last round um, of the interview and the last round of this interview at this company was the, um, was, was like the president of the company, the CEO. Um, he started the company. Uh, and this guy is absolutely a genius. I mean, he's, he's just done so much for himself at such a young age and he's just, he's just remarkable. And everybody was kind of like warning me about this interview. Like, watch out. You know, he's, he's kind of a tough cookie. Like we don't know what Mm -hmm. he's going to ask you. And we don't, we don't know how it's going to be like, and it was just like trying to scare me almost. And, you know, I, I appreciate my recruiter. He was just trying to prepare me, but you know, I sat down and I did my last interview and it was the smoothest, easiest possible. Like, I mean, it was just like the best interview I've ever had. And I didn't even do great on it. I kind of sucked a little, but I was so (laughs) like, (laughs) I was so vulnerable, I guess. And I was also really genuine with my answers. Like I wasn't just like Googling interview answers. Um, I just answered how I would have answered them. And what do you know, um, about a week and a half later, I ended up getting a job offer for this company and that's where I am now. Um, um, it's called Curling Healthcare, and we are we're headquartered here in Chicago. And my 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 sales team is very small. It's me and um, a colleague who's in the same position as me, and then we have three other people. So I just got put in a role where like there's so much room for opportunity. And just to wrap everything up, um, I just like want, want to just express to to the people out there that are like struggling right now, whether they don't have a job or whether they hate their job or whatever the case may be, like my story alone, I I promise you like things will fall into place, but you, you have to like, you kind of have to know like just how to be a human and just talk to people. Mm-hmm. Like there's no professional like standards and what you have to do when you network. Like networking can literally mean like, oh, I'm on, uh, I'm on LinkedIn and I like this girl's like shirt in her picture. I'm just gonna add her and be like, yo, cool shirt. Or like, I'm, um, I'm getting coffee and someone in line is in front of me and, um, you know, just like a, a little compliment, like a genuine little compliment, can start the biggest conversation and can literally be like your future. Um, like you could be standing in front of your future, like CEO, and you have no idea. And just by 
being like a human and talking to people and being friendly, especially during a time like COVID where everyone's just like pissed off at the world, like just being that one little bright light, I feel like can just open the door to so many opportunities. Um, and yeah, I guess moral of the story is just like, I don't know, uh, just, just keep an open heart and open mind and just be yourself and just try to try to meet people. And I feel like so many opportunities will come your way. Yeah, I, I really like I really like your story because it is it, it does say a lot to um, one networking, like you said, but also on top of that uh, determination, because like you can you can know a million people, but if you're not going to put in the effort and, and like really hunker down and try really hard, then that's it's going to get you nowhere. It has to be a perfect collaboration of the two. Like you have to you have to be willing to meet new people and know new people. And on top of that, whenever the opportunity does arise, you have to be able to jump on it and really like put yourself into it. Uh, I, I'm uh, in the same boat. I've only interviewed for one job in my life mm-hmm. uh, that I didn't know anybody at. I just went in blind. I ended up getting that job, but I ended up leaving it after a while. But yeah, every other job interview or ev- any other uh, step in my career has all been because I... I talk to people like I, I got really lucky when I was young. I got um, I got uh, my job through somebody that knew somebody. And then from there, that was the little networking I needed. But from there, I had to build it off on my own. Like I had to work really hard to get more and more and more and then go to other places and then come back. But yeah, it does. Like like you said, it's really important to network because I, I would not be where I am without uh, uh, being nice to people like it's yes. not even being like not even being nice uh, specifically, but on top of which is like growing a connection to somebody and relating to others. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's like really important. Absolutely. It's like the whole thing where like, you never know who you're going to meet. So it's like, try to, I always try to tell myself at least during COVID to like put some makeup on and like do my hair, do something good mm-hmm. because you never know who you're going to meet. It's so true. Like I feel like every day is like a fresh slate. And if I, if I could express to, you know, you and to anybody how low I felt when I got laid off because of COVID, I was like, I have to go on unemployment. Like not even that, that I thought I was better than anybody else by any means. Cause I know that for damn sure that is not true, but it was more so just like, it was devastating to, to, actually be so motivated about something and just to have it taken away from you that quick. It's like, mm-hmm. And so I think like, yeah, you, you said it, you hit the nail on the head. If you're determined and you can just start a conversation with someone and be nice, like life will literally take care of you and will push you exactly where you need to go. You just kind of got to open your heart a little and, and, um, I don't know, hope for the best, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. I really, I really like the message. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy, a uh, bit of time for everybody. Obviously, the world's been kind of shut down for a year now, but it's you can't you can't give up. As as easy as it it may seem to just say I'm done, like I'll I'll figure it out and I'll just keep kicking the can along the street. You gotta you gotta pull yourself up and you gotta say like I can do this. Like it's a lot a lot more involved in in uh, in having confidence in yourself. Like it's not it's not even just hard work because obviously you have to work hard to to move forward and stuff. But on top of that, it's, it's being nice to people. And I think that's, that's really important. And and now more than ever, do we need everybody to kind of be nice to each other? Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. 
Well, uh, thank you so much, Katie, for telling that story. I, I, I hope it uh, reaches somebody. I hope somebody hears it and it kind of switches things for them. Um, before we move on to the uh, to the last segment, do you have anything else you want to um, clarify or specify or say? Um, no, I, I feel like that's it. Um, I'm really excited to share the story just because I feel like if it could help just one person, kind of like how David said in his, mm-hmm. if it could help one person, then it, it was worth it. And so... Um, Hopefully after this, um, uh, if anybody that's listening to this ever wants to just like talk or, you know, ask me questions or whatever, or just say hi and be friends. Um, I just want everyone to know that I'm, I'm that person and I'll always, um, I'll always love a new, a new friend and a new conversation. That's great. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's, that is great. Um, we're going to move on to a segment I called asked and answered. I'm going to ask you three questions chosen at random. Um, if there's anything that's too hard or you don't want to answer, don't be afraid to say so. I can ask you a different question. They're not too hard. Um, your first question, if you could visit anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? If I could visit, Ooh, if I could visit anywhere in the world. Um, so it's going to have to be Italy. Um, I'm Italian. I've never been to Italy and I recently got, um, my family tree and it, actually works all the way up to the family that actually lived in Italy. And I had no idea about any of this. And there's like this very small city and I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's called Paolo. Um, It's in Northern Italy. It's right next to uh, Milan. And I think like just being able to bop around Italy and then go to like Milan, which is like fashion capital. And everybody knows that knows me in real life knows I'm obsessed with clothes. Um, So I always thought it was cool that that's kind of where my roots are from. Um, But yeah, Italy for sure. Yeah, that's that's definitely on our list of places we want to visit one day, too. Um, Okay, yeah. Your next question is, what is something weird about you? Oh man. I mean, <laughs> do you want me to go get out my entire list of weird? Okay. Um, let's see. Um, what is something weird about me? I mean, I can give you like a really lame generic answer. Uh, I can lick my elbow, which is something a lot of people can't do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I would say that, that that's pretty strange. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's perfectly fine. Um, yeah, I've, I've asked that question to a few other people and it is interesting what people say, like, cause I always want to, cause people always be like, well, I don't really know. Um, like as, for an example, so the most weird thing about me is I don't like soft things. I hate soft things. Um, I, I, our couches have to be leather. I can't, I can't handle corduroy or, or, um, like microfiber. I don't, I don't know why it's something in my brain. Whenever I feel it, it makes it feel like the, my fingernails are peeling off my fingers. I just, I hate it so much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like that with like paper towels and, um, like against the glass surface. Oh my God. Like I can't even think about it. So I totally understand that actually. (laughs) I don't know why it drives me nuts. Um, but for your last question, uh, what is the scariest thing that has ever happened to you? Ooh, the scariest thing that has ever happened to me. Um, hmm. I hate I hate the feeling of like I'm gonna think of this this question in like a few hours and I'm gonna have like mm-hmm. a, a cool answer. Um, the scariest thing. Oh my goodness. Um, sorry, Joey. I'm like All right. I'm blanking out. Um, 
I guess I can just say the thing that comes up first in my head that just recently happened. Um, I was at my new job. This is before we all went back to working from home. And uh, I was on my lunch break and I was crossing, I was crossing the street going a few blocks over to go get, um, actually to go get a card for your and Kelsey's wedding. Um, So LOL at that. Yeah, I was going to one of these, these really cool Hallmark stores. It's right by my, by my job. And anyway, so I'm crossing the street and um, there's a lady right next to me and she's wearing or not wearing, she's um, pushing her baby in like a stroller. And all of a sudden there's like this car and he's trying to drive through a red light and another car is coming and they end up just totally uh, colliding. And when I tell you that this car was like steps away from hitting me and this, this woman and her baby, like I, I, it was, it was happened so fast and I just, I think about this day all the time and how if we were literally maybe one foot like away from, I mean, we, we would have been both hit and like, geez, I can't even think about how scary it would have been if, I mean, this girl had her baby and that just like frightens me. But so the, the car ended up crashing and I'm like trying to like contain myself cause I immediately get like the shakes and I'm like, I'm going to cry cause it was just so scary. And then I run over to the car that was like closer and the guy was like alert, but then all of a sudden he started having a seizure and he, he was by himself and I am definitely not a medical professional and I'm yeah. definitely not like good with stuff like that. And so of course I just like, I've had like a mini meltdown and, you know, it was crazy. There was three nurses that were at the stoplight, like right behind this car. And they were able to not only um, relax him and his, his, his seizure passed, um, the ambulance came and they like saved his life. So it was just crazy. Yeah. But like being steps away from a car accident and like almost getting hit, that just happened maybe, um, I don't know, like four months ago. And it was, it was just terrifying. It scared me for like probably I'm, I'm still scared of it. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds really, really terrifying. I mean, um, while that is unfortunate, he does seem lucky enough to have so many nurses just so happen to be in the area in that moment. Yeah. I mean, newfound respect for, um, first responders because I, I don't know how they can manage the nerves and how scary it is when stuff like this happens. It just, they are a different breed and they deserve so much respect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, well, Thank you for answering those questions. Uh, you had some very interesting answers. But uh, before we go, is there anything you want to plug or promote? Um, I mean, everybody can follow me on my Instagram. Um, it's just uh, obviously at KT3AA. Um, and if anybody wants to message me, like I said earlier, please feel free to reach out, say hi. Um, I'm really friendly and I would love to help anybody. And also I'm sure I could use some things in the future as well. So follow me. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. And maybe you can help somebody out or somebody can help you out. That's networking. Um, exactly. Uh, but yeah, if anybody out there wants to be on this podcast, you can uh, reach out to me on Instagram at everybody.is.a.somebody. Uh, I want everybody to come on, anybody who wants to tell their story. I am I am dying to hear it. And I think you'd be surprised uh, how many other people want to hear it. But um, 
this we are recording this a little bit further in the future, but this is going to come out on the 23rd of December. So I hope everybody had a happy Hanukkah. Hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. And if anybody celebrates Kwanzaa that's coming up, I hope they have a happy version of that too. I, I don't celebrate Kwanzaa, so I don't know what the correct terminology is. But um, I hope everybody has a has an amazing like set of holidays. I hope everything goes really well. But um, thank you, Katie, so much for coming on and telling your story. Thank you so much for having me, Joey. This is so fun. And Merry Chrysler, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but until uh, next episode, I will we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.